0: listening to The Big Show by John Bandar. I wish I could listen to it too, but sometimes he says bad words. Actually, I don't say bad words, young lady.
1: Good morning, good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. It's the Ron Van Damme Show.
0: I do not say bad words.
1: Hold on tight. Things can get a bit weird. If you like that sort of thing.
0: Bad words are bad. I learned that when I was young. When they say bad words, the, the word bad is in front of it. That means it's not good. I don't do that. been accused of saying bad words by a child. That's embarrassing. Do you say bad words? You bet your ass you do. Don't do that. Don't do that. If you're going to say bad words, then spell them out so the child can't understand what you're talking about. That's the way to do it. Not as effective that way, but it's respect for the child. All right, all right. Children don't know any better. That's their that's their defense. That's their excuse. Children can do horrible things, but yet you have to say, well, they're only children. This they're only a child. He's only a child. I mean. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> the kid murdered somebody. Yeah, he's only a child, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. children do. That's what, yeah, children will be children. Yes, they will. That's the problem. I can't expect a child to be mature. But at the same time, using that excuse is just no good. Oh, he's only a child. Oh, God, stop it. That excuse is used almost as much as um, yeah, because of the uh, pandemic, uh, we, uh, you're going to be on hold for six hours. And that excuse, too. You know, We're experiencing heavy call volume due to the, uh, to the coronavirus. <laughs> Why is the coronavirus calling people? What, is what are we talking about? No, I, I don't use bad words. I, I was brought up in a home where my parents did not curse. And if they did curse, they never did it in front of me. If they did curse, I don't think they did, but if they did, then they were expert at hiding it and should have had that as a profession because they were really good at it. I've never heard them curse ever, ever. Although I'm sure they did. But so I was not brought up amongst that. Now, it's not that my my parents were extra religious or religious at all. They kind of weren't. They just, um, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I'm sure they cursed, but not around me. I, I've got something to say to you, like, uh, honey, but I'm not going to do it in the presence of the children. Uh, well, okay. I yeah, Cool. As a result, uh, in my life, I do not really curse at all. Sometimes one of the words will blurt out, um, but not in anger, just in... Uh, underlining something. Um, I, I make it sound like a, a, a fashionable uh, slip of the tongue. You know, I love it when people curse and then they say, pardon my French. Why? Do the French people curse excessively? I don't think so. No more than you do. <laughs> you curse more than they do. I don't know French people. I do know a few and I never heard them curse because people don't curse around me. They know better. Pardon my French. You didn't say anything. Uh, you didn't say any French words. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? That is so lame, so stupid. And then there's uh, people that uh, make up words in order to cover up the curse words, and that becomes a part of their vocabulary. Their words that are you know that that uh, that uh, replace, uh, and it's and it's really stupid. It is They're like oh i oh i just i i oh I just hit my my thumb with the hammer oh 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 blodo blodo what what blodo what do you mean blodo blodo that's the word I use when when i when i curse blodo oh god, I don't know it's uh it's just weird i' Again, I, I've most of my life I've studied people, and I found out after I studied them, they weren't worth studying because uh, they're just stupid. I just really know what's the point. What's the point of studying something if it doesn't mean anything? I mean, that's, <laughs> right? I was going to take philosophy when I went to college as a uh, as a course. And then I was speaking to somebody who who did take philosophy as a course, and I figured out I don't want to take philosophy as a course because you start thinking in your head about absolutely ridiculous scenarios that make no sense whatsoever and have absolutely nothing to do with anything. I I, I don't I don't even understand. I, there are people in history who said philo- philosophical things, but okay, like what? Uh, did the philosophy change our lives? No, they're still cursing and killing each other. What's the problem with you? Why, why, why do you think this is important to study? I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I was an English major. People say I was an English major. Um, in the army, you were a major English. I don't understand um, an English major. Isn't that the language that you speak already? What are you, you're majoring in the language that you already are supposed to be speaking? I don't understand what an English major is. Yeah, what we, we read books. All right, good. I don't understand what you're talking about. How is this an occupation? Yes, yeah, so I had. Uh, I went to college. I'm. A, I was an English major. Oh, okay. Like so. Like now, what do you do? I, <laughs> I want to become a teacher. Well, then take teaching courses go to a teaching college. What do you do? What's this English thing? What are you talking about? Yes, yeah, so I have a degree in English. So do I. I mean, I don't have a piece of paper, but I talk it. I think rather well. I don't know. It's strange things. If you're going to learn something, learn something like a trade. You know. Something that you can do and make money at or at least have a skill in, you know, like a a plumber, an electrician, a carpenter, uh, that kind of stuff, you know, that kind of blow blow go, that kind of stuff. Be that, be that. And if you don't end up in that, then you've got that to uh, fall back on. We always do that, right? We have an occupation and and, uh, if it doesn't work out, what do you have to fall back on? I can speak English. I was an English major. Oh, you're going to have any job you want. (laughs) Yeah, we're looking for a computer programmer. Do you have any experience? I have a computer at home. and I have a cell phone in my pocket and I was an English major. All right, get out of here. Get out of here. We'll call you if we're interested. You know that's not going to happen. <laughs> I love it. I used to go on interviews when I was a young adult to find a job. You know, well, when we're young adults, we have a number of jobs that never work out. It's usually not your landing, uh, final landing in life. But you know, you have these little jobs, and that way, you when you get older, you can look back on them and laugh. You know, that's really all they're good for. And <laughs> I went on a lot of job interviews, and I can always tell when, like, okay, Ron, you didn't get this job when the interviewer will say at the end of the interview or right, we'll 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 call you oh okay never mind then we'll call you No. if they're interested in you they would really say to you at the time of the interview well you know um we're that you're very interested and we are interested in you we're, we're going to think about it and uh, we'll let you know that's okay that's that's oh okay all right they said something but just, uh, all right, get the hell out of here, and uh, we'll call you if you're interested. Uh, have a nice life. Enjoy yourself. You know, that's that's not going to work. It's not going to work out. We all had horrible jobs. And then uh, people always say, well, you got to have something to fall back on, especially the business that I went into, which was entertainment. <laughs> just, I do have a degree in film and television. I guess it meant something they didn't teach me anything there that I didn't really learn better when I left college but nonetheless um I have that degree and and my parents always used to say well you know you should have something you can fall back on all right um I have a nice bed I can fall back on that when I'm tired no Ron we mean some type of occupation I can um uh I can take popsicle sticks and turn them into like an ashtray. Well, first of all, that's stupid. And secondly, popsicle sticks is an ashtray that's made of wood. What are you, a moron? I'm an English major. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I get it. (laughs) I have a bachelor's degree. In what? Uh, uh, English. Oh, you speak it well. Speak it well. You know how to read? Yes, I do. Wow, that was really worth it. Can you write stuff down? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes. Very good for English. Very, very good. I don't know what else to say to you about this English thing. Um. Huh, okay, good. Um. Okay, we'll call you for interested. I don't know. I don't know. Kids, I don't know if there are any kids listening to this show. I can't see you. But if you're a kid, um, listen to what I say, because when you get older, you'll look back at it this and say, well, Ron was so much on the money with everything he said. It's true, yeah. So, uh, yeah, kids, I mean, uh, I want to talk about something on the show today, and it has to do with kids. I truly kids are not going to like me for what I'm about to say. But do like me and love me, because I'm an English major. I'm not, but I'm saying that I am, just to fit in. Here's what I'm telling you, kids. Um, uh, You're not going to like this at all. I do not believe in cell phones. (gasps) Come on. No, I don't. I don't. Not cell phones in schools. And I'll tell you why, because I'm a a bit older than you kids. Just a bit, not much. I didn't have, cell phones were not available in schools when I was in schools, the younger grades. Um, junior high school, high school, middle school, whatever you call those, those things, uh, we did not have cell phones. And we lived through it. We existed. I had no need in the course of a school day to use a cell phone even if I had one. Children should not be allowed to bring their cell phones to school. And if they do, they should be confiscated and whipped and chained, that kind of thing. Why would a child need a cell phone in school? I don't get it. Maybe it's it's been somehow integrated into the curriculum, which would be really stupid, but it probably isn't. So why would they have to have one to contact their friends while they're in the high, the, the, the school building, to contact their parents? Hey, how you doing, mom? Just call them. Uh, I'm between periods. You're having your period? No, no, mom. No, mom. I, first of all, I can't have a period. I'm a guy. And secondly, no, that's not what I meant. Between classes. Oh, then say that. I'm just calling you just to say hello. I mean, what is the point of a cell phone in school? What is the point? I couldn't Google when I was, when I was a student, and I turned out just fine. Well, I don't know if I'm a good example of that necessarily, but in theory, I'm fine. Cell phones should not be allowed in schools in school buildings. I'm I'm an advocate for that And I know that if you have a cell phone you're saying to me, Ron shove it up your ass Um, see and I didn't curse I just used a part of the body where physically I did mean for that cell phone to go So I was being accurate there Cell phones do not belong in school and uh I, I, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I, I, I don't see the point of it. You know what the point of it is? Is that they feel like, oh, there's cell phones all over the place. We can't control that. Yeah, you can. You allowed to bring a gun to school? Oh, no. Are you allowed to bring a knife to school? Well, no. Are you allowed to bring pornography to school? I don't know. Why would you Why would you bring a cell phone to school? I mean, I, I don't understand that. I, I, how are you allowed to do it? For what purpose would you need one? Now, I have spoken to a few students about this situation, and they hated me immediately because I was a threat to them. But they literally could not come up with a decent reason why they would need to have a cell phone in school, except for the fact that when they got out of school, they had to contact a parent or somebody to pick them up. Guess what? I didn't have a cell phone in school, no, and uh, my parents knew when to pick me up. And if they weren't there, I walked home. What is your problem? What is your problem? You coddled little piece of crap. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it that way. You codded, you coddled little piece of child. That's bad. I'm sorry, you're not crap. But this is, this whole subject is crap. It's just it's just ridiculous. Um, social media, don't call it that. Don't call it that. You see, Elon Musk, as much as I don't understand his existence, when he took over Twitter, he changed the name to just X, and I applaud him for that uh, because, he, first of all, he destroyed Twitter, and thank you, and now as X, you're not as good, so thank you for that because I think Twitter is a stupid thing, but he, ch- he, he changed it to X, and you know what X means? Don't do it. Don't touch it. Don't go there. X means stay away from it. It's poison. It's no good. It's X'd out. It's bad. It's an X. That is not a friendly come here and see me. X means don't touch it. Stay away from me. Back off. X. Don't go in there. Prohibited. Don't do it. That's what he names a company that he wants everybody to embrace. Elon, I don't know what your board meetings are like, but I don't think they're effective. Seriously, Elon. <laughs> the logo for uh, Twitter now is X. And I don't know if you call it Twitter. I think you just call it X, um, which is stupid. It's just plain stupid. Twitter was stupid uh, naming a social media thing after a bird. I guess birds are uh, tweet to each other, and when they when birds tweet, they're expressing themselves, I have no idea what, I don't understand the whole deal with the Twitter thing, but in any event, X, um, Elon, stupid move, stupid move, Um, so the logo on, on my phone and on my desktop, I don't go to school so I can have a phone, is an X, and when I see that, it looks to me like I better not click on that, and I don't, now the show is on Twitter, yes, I know it is. Why? Because I have to fall prey in in an enterprising world of marketing. I have to do that. Do I believe in it? God, no. God, no. Do I go on it myself? Oh, God, 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 no. Do I follow anybody on Twitter? I don't even follow myself. I put the shows on it because you're supposed to, but I don't know. And I feel naughty when I do it because I'm putting my shows on something called X. Is that porno? Is that what it is? That should be the logo for a porno site. Don't go here, but if you do, whoa, 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 but it's X'd out. Things are rated X. I mean, you know, that means like don't go near it. It's it's bad. It's not for you. So thanks for naming it that, Elon. <laughs> Brilliant move. Brilliant move. Social media has uh, caused more problems than it's uh, caused wonderful things. It's a yin and a yang. I don't know which one. I don't know if the yin is the bad one or or yang is the bad one. I don't know if it's yin or yang. I guess that's where they got that out of. Uh, But I don't know. But uh, social media is definitely on the downside. And as it progresses, it shall get worse. And it shall get uh, more conclusively destructive to the uh, social abilities of the human race. Well, Ron, it's the way that we can all connect. No, it's a way we can all complain about something and vent our anger to other people that we don't know. That's what it is. Call it what it is. It's not social media. It's venting media. It's where you can take your anger and lash out at people. That's what it is. It's another form of bullying, another form of shaming. That's what it is. Let's call it what it is. Let's call a spade a spade. Let's call a queen a queen, a king a king. An ace and ace, a two of diamonds, a two of diamonds. Let's be honest about it. And thus concludes my Super Bowl special. What? What the hell are you talking about? I know. I, I did that on purpose. <laughs> I wanted to screw with you just a little bit. And I think I, I didn't do that. Anyway. So, yeah, I'm not an advocate of social media. I'm not an advocate of, uh, of uh, cell phones. I think cell phones are actually very, very nice if you know how to use them. Uh, you are not to be engaged uh, in them. The, 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 the games that you play on cell phones, they're not so bad because they do make the mind sharper, I do believe. But then there's a fine line where you do it too much. And then it's not making your mind sharper, it's making your mind stupider, dumber, and more full of hot air. Fine line there. There's a fine line. But you've got to understand, human beings have this thing about them called obsession. Yeah, it's a combination of obsession and addiction, where if we find something that we enjoy, we do it. Until we, we drown in it. We don't have the ability to do something every once in a while. If we like it, we want it all the time. That's human stuff. So when you get something that can be addictive, you're in trouble. Social media is addictive. Playing video games is addictive. Addictive. Drugs are addictive. Smoking is addictive. Eating is addictive. We are an addictive peoples. That's what we do. So when you introduce something that you think is going to cause pleasure and excitement with people, you're playing with fire. You can't introduce it until you know what to do with it. And that's my problem as I go into another subject of AI, artificial intelligence, which most of you are. You're not really an intellectual. You're kind of a phony one. You don't know everything, but you say you do. But that's not the definition of artificial intelligence. It's, it's what they warned us about decades and decades and decades ago, way back in the 60s when they saw that this was a possible thing, where computers can be actually constructed to be smarter than you are. That's already happened. And can make decisions for you based on the input of information. That's already happened. And can mimic things that are real even though they're not. That's starting to happen. And I'm telling you, technology these days is wonderful. But unless you can control it and make sure that it doesn't get out of hand, then you're finding a path to destruction. That's true, and you know it's true. (sighs) Anyway, that's it. Again, uh, a wonderful optimistic program on my part. Bottom line, cell phones in schools, ban them. I know, kids, I know you don't want to hear that from me, but it's for your own good, just like my parents told me through my entire childhood. And what parents today tell their kids through their entire childhood, I'm doing what's best for you. It's for your own good. I have a guest who will join us momentarily, uh, but first uh, we have a short commercial break because someone's got to pay for this crap. Right back after this.
1: (laughs) Ready for your next good time out with friends? Then come to karaoke night at that bar near your house. Grab the mic and belt out your favorites, or grab a drink, sit back, and enjoy the show. You'll see things like 12 drunk girls singing Love Shack, all in different keys. Check out the nice old lady who only performs Patsy Cline tunes and her gray-haired gentleman partner who apparently only knows Sinatra. Feel the love and warmth of a heartfelt ballad sung by a young man with a beautiful soprano voice who hasn't come out to his parents yet. Thrill to frat boys jacked up on tequila shots and Red Bull trying to pull off 90s gangster rap or that fall down get up again song by Chumbawamba. And clap along to that one girl who auditioned for American Idol once singing like she's auditioning for American Idol. All this and more musical notes never before performed by a human voice at karaoke night at that bar near your house. Not too far to drive, just a little too far to walk. We'll see you there.
0: E.A. Amar joins us now. He's a crime fiction writer and essayist, and uh, he has a uh, an exciting new book out called When She Left. Thanks for being with us today. No,
2: thank you so much for having me. You know, i got to tell you, though, before we start, I feel a bit... Uh, lacking because i really need like a classy british announcer to introduce
0: yeah. all to right you. all right uh here we go i'll do it ready here we go all right now yeah, our next guest that. is ea amar he's written a very interesting uh, book that i think he'll f- just fall in love with uh it's uh and he joins us now how are you today
2: i am well thank you this is man i feel i should have dressed up
0: <laughs> At least put some pants on. Okay. All right. Uh this is a this, this is a very engaging book. I've got to tell you I started reading it. Uh I didn't have time to finish, but I couldn't put the damn thing down. It's uh it's really something. Uh tell me about where this idea came from.
2: Uh well thank you. That's 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 awesome to hear. Uh the idea came you know, I've always written about um women who are, in my other three books, I've written the, how women and how they're reacting mm-hmm. to, uh, violence in their life. And with this one, I wanted to write about men and how they react to losing something that they love, particularly a woman mm-hmm. and the different ways, the ways that three different men, uh, respond to that.
0: Yeah. This is, uh, yeah, this is uh, when she left and, uh, would you call this dark humor in a sense?
2: Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, I, I mean, I hope, I hope that people thought it was dark humor. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, uh, then I failed. So yeah, let's go with that.
0: <laughs> okay. All right, then. All right. When you're, when you're doing crime fiction, um, uh, is this usually based on a scenario that perhaps you've heard about or was this like totally in your mind and it just developed itself? I usually
2: don't do the, you know, straight from the headlines kind of stuff mm-hmm. or I know a lot of writers who get inspired by yeah. a, a current story or a made international event mm-hmm. and that's not really me because I I tend to write I think smaller books than that, right? I'm not mm-hmm. writing about big terrorism incidents or something. I'm writing about people and how they deal with yeah. uh
0: internal problems, you know, yeah.
2: catastrophic changes mm-hmm. in their life.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh so for me it comes just from the idea of a relationship.
0: Yeah. Well, that's where everything really comes from uh, when it begins. Uh, give me the scenario for those that aren't familiar with the book.
2: Yeah, okay. It's um, so when she walks, it's about a pair of young lovers on the run from criminals out. Oh. Sorry, I should say young couple, because mm. lovers uh, creeps people out, know. and I get that. So a young couple on the run from criminals, because the woman in the couple has left her boyfriend for this other man, and her boyfriend's the leader of a criminal organization. And that organization hires a reluctant hitman slash realtor to find them.
0: Mm. Ouch. Uh, so they're you know, on, Everyday uh, life stuff. Yeah, you know, it happens. Uh, so they're on the <laughs> run and have to look over their shoulder every single moment.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's really, you know, there's, there's their perspectives and also the hitman's perspective. Yeah. Um, get, you know, he's, the, he's really the, the dark humor in the story.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes writers, you, I mean, you, you say that, you know, you're on a different uh, level as far as uh, the, the big uh, thing is concerned, but um, usually the characters become so strong that they have to reappear in another writing or another work. Does that ever happen to you?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. All, so I have four books out, mm-hmm. and they're all in an interconnected world. They're uh-huh. standalones, so you don't have to read one to follow another, right. but I love the idea of this imaginary playground that uh-huh. I have, where I'm putting like somebody who crosses the street in one book as a major character in another book, oh, and no one knows oh. those connections but me, oh. but it kind of grounds me.
0: That's interesting. That's a different that's a twist on on that answer to be honest with you. Usually there's one character that just doesn't seem to go away and appears in in the next but both in you know in major ways. But yours are interconnected and oh, it just happens to be in oh no, look it doesn't just happen to be. So that's interesting. Yeah. Very nice. Are you working on another yeah, one? Yeah, like now?
2: I had a, a character. No, go on. Oh yeah, I have um I'm always working on another yeah, book. Yeah, like yeah. I stopped Write, you know, I finish one book and then I start another right away. Wow. I don't like to take breaks in between, mm-hmm. and I write other stuff. You know, I had a review in the Washington Post this past weekend. I have another one coming out, um, so I never, mm-hmm. I don't like to uh, to stop working.
0: Yeah, do you do all your work in in one setting, uh, or or can you write anywhere?
2: I can. I can write anywhere, you know. I don't need, like, a lot of writers are particular about that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I can't, you know, my friends are like, I can't write, you know, because mm-hmm. we're traveling or something. And I'm like, man, writers have written beautiful works in prison, during war, and, you know, mm-hmm. torture can't, like, there's been in attics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can, I have. I, I haven't had to write in any of those situations, fortunately. Mm-hmm. But um, I could, if I, if I need to write somewhere else other than my mm-hmm. my office, that's fine.
0: Are you a laptop kind of guy? Yeah, but I've I
2: become, uh, about a year ago, mm-hmm. I became a two-screen kind of guy. Ah, so okay. now I have, uh, which is really tough because now I have, like, my book and then I have, like, ESPN or something. Oh, <laughs> right oh I see. Well, and that's
0: like, what the two I'm screen means. It. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Different meaning. I'm not, than like what I'm I got you. I, right I got gotcha, you. Gotcha. All right. We're running a little <laughs> short of time, but I do recommend When She Left. Uh, it's uh, EAMR. How can people uh, contact or a place they can visit to follow you?
2: Best place is my website. It's uh, EAYMAR.com. And from there, you can access my newsletter crime fiction works which comes out every three weeks and has all the latest and greatest in crime fiction news
0: great it's nice to tap into a fun mind thank you for uh, the time today we appreciate it
2: thank you for the British introduction yeah. I greatly appreciate yeah, that Yeah, yeah, can-
0: welcome my friend Yeah, welcome cheerio <laughs> well that'll do it for me today I'll be back again tomorrow with a brand new program but until that time arrives I wish you peace you mm-hmm.